Welcome to the Everyday Iron Man podcast, where we talk to real people just like you and me who are trying to complete an incredible goal. My name is not Mike Bosch, but instead, this is Jenna Russell, and I am excited to have Carolyn Carter with me. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So before we get started with your story, I do want to let our listeners know Mike is here with us. He's in the background running tech, making sure that we're all on time, things like that. But he has given me the opportunity to interview Carolyn all by myself. So I am super excited. It's the first time on the Everyday Ironman podcast that it will be a woman-to-woman athlete having a nice conversation. So I am pretty pumped, and I'm so glad that you are here with us tonight. So without further ado, let's get into your story. Um, We start every podcast with a little level set. Can you tell us about you? Um, So your background, your work, school, married, kids, significant other, heard a cat in the background. So yeah, she's, I'm so sorry. Whenever she like knows when I'm in a meeting or like talking to people and she just has to like come get attention. So you might hear her meowing. Um, But yeah, so my background, um, I am from Ohio, from Cincinnati, Ohio, born and raised. I uh, grew up swimming and then I was recruited and swam at Miami University Ohio, not Florida. Um, and I swam uh, my whole freshman year, but D1 college sports is really hard. <laughs> so um, I was kind of burnt out. So then I ended up quitting swimming and then just spent the rest of the three years just focusing on school, um, majored in environmental science. And then after college, I worked um, at the Environmental Protection Agency in Cincinnati. So that was pretty cool. And then I got my, while I was working, I got my master's in biology. And then somewhere along the line, I decided I need to start working out again. Um, So I started running. I think that was in like 2016. And then I was like, well, I've got two of the sports down. Might as well buy a bike. Um, Started doing triathlons in 20, I guess it was 2016, um, just like later that year. And then in 2019, um, my boyfriend got into graduate school for architecture out here in Los Angeles. So I moved with him. Um, because we've been dating at that point for six years, <laughs> long distance. And I was like, you're not like going further away. Like I'm coming with you. So yeah, so then we moved out to LA and then coming out here, I got even more into cycling and triathlon just cause you know, the weather's so nice and there's I so many great places imagine. to ride. It's so nice. I love it. And now I work, I do marketing for a engineering firm. Um, and I love it and I work from home. So that is really nice, you know, trying to fit my training in and I'd have that time spent in the car <laughs> commuting. So right, especially in LA. Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, most of my time is just spent swimming, biking, running or working. Well, that's awesome. I actually went to Miami university too, uh, for my master's. So that's so weird that you said that you went there too. <laughs> what? Wait, what was your, what was your master's? Special ed. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's yeah. crazy. Small world. I wasn't there till 2017 though. So you were already on. Okay. So my master's, I think I, my master's was actually 2017 to 2019. That's funny. Wow. That's so funny. What a small world. (laughs) Seriously. I know. know, We've, we're in Columbus, me and my husband. So we're in Cincinnati a lot that. Oh yeah. So that's where my boyfriend, when I say long distance, I was in Cincinnati, he was Columbus. So, I mean, you know, how long distance is it really? But it was. (laughs) It's a couple hours. hours. It counts as long distance. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. So you said you started triathlon around 2016 after college. Mm -hmm. Yep. When did you make the jump to an Ironman? 
Uh, so I, <laughs> this was a really bold life choice. So <laughs> I think it was like January. I started running, I don't know, like 2015-ish after college, started slowly getting into it. And then in 2016 is when I signed up for my first half marathon. And at this okay. point, I hadn't, it was the Flying Pig in Cincinnati. Um, and that's in May. And I hadn't even ran it yet. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a half Ironman. And I hadn't even done a triathlon. I didn't even own a bike. And so that was Ironman 70.3 Ohio, which was in July. So that was um, a little scary. I remember doing my first Olympic distance in June. So before I did the, the half Ironman, and I was like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do a half Ironman. It was, <laughs> but it was fine. It worked out. And then um, I think, yeah, so then I did just one more year of 70.3s. And then I did my first full in 2018. And I just, I really like to challenge myself. And I felt like, you know, the 70.3 distance was such a huge accomplishment. And then I'm like, well, this is just the next step up. So yeah, that's kind of what made me decide to sign up. So then which full did you do? You said your first half was Ohio. Ohio, yep. And then my first full was Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Um, and that, I don't know if you know anything about the 2018 Louisville uh, Ironman, but it was pouring rain the oh. entire race. And it was, I don't think the temperature got above 50. Um, it was freezing. People were like dropping out left and right with hypothermia. <laughs> it was so cold. And I remember my grandpa asked me after the race, he's like, at what point did you know you were going to finish? And I was like, there wasn't a point where I thought I wasn't going to finish. It was like $800. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finish this race. <laughs> but, yeah, Mike is nodding his head. And we are both at the same boat of we're very cheapy <laughs> around here. We need to make yes. sure if you're signing up, you're you're doing everything in your power to finish that race. Exactly. Unless right. I'm like horribly injured or something. But <laughs> Right. There are sometimes things that are out of your control. Of course, of course. But <laughs> if you can wheel yourself across, we're going to do everything in our power Absolutely. to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Which one has been your favorite course? Ooh, that's a really good question. I, hmm. Well, I guess we can put them into two categories. What's your favorite yeah. full distance and what's your favorite 70.3? Yeah, so I've only done two fulls. So it was Louisville and then I did Arizona last year. I really, okay. really, really like Arizona. I love that bike course. I like it because it's really pretty. Like in the desert, there's like a term and you're kind of going, it's like a 2% grade. And I really like hills. So I feel like that kind of gave me an advantage, but I just really like that race. And then it's a three loop bike and three loop run. So your Ooh. spectators, you know, it's great spectator. My family got to see me like a million times. I will say though, the three loop run course is kind of disheartening on the second lap. Cause you're like, you're not That's on the last lap, but you're not fresh. Yeah. That kind of sucks. <laughs> it's gotta but be hard to fit past that finish line. Then yeah, twice. <laughs> mentally. It's yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that one, I really like it. I'll probably, I'm thinking probably going to do it again next year. Um, and then the half, oh, that's hard. Um, okay. So I have two, so I'll go Midwest and West coast. So my favorite Midwest okay. one is steelhead, um, in Michigan. It is so pretty. It's on the lake. It's just like the whole entire bike, you're getting lake views and it's flat and it's fast. So I really miss the flat races cause it's pretty hilly here. Cause like, you know, my PR originally was from like a flat race. I'd like to go back and try to, um, and then on the West coast ocean side is okay. my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The ocean side's been on my list. I, I mean, it's, I feel like all of them are on my list, but right. <laughs> my husband did steelhead last year, last June, whenever that That's was. So it was, so nice. the swim got canceled though. So he didn't actually get to do the lake swim. Right. It gets canceled a lot. It's like sometimes because of the waves. 
Yeah. Which is crazy. Which, when we were there, I wouldn't have wanted to get in Lake right, Michigan right. with those waves. It was a little right. scary just from the side. So I know. It's that's... funny. Like, I've never had an ocean swim get canceled because of waves, but somehow the lake swims get canceled more. <laughs> interesting. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Not any of the races I've done, but I'm sure it's happened before. But I guess I've never really paid attention to that before. <laughs> that is interesting. So we do a lot of our creeping here on Instagram and you are very avid on Instagram, which is actually how I contacted you to be able to yep. be our guest to this evening. Um, and I saw on there that you are a member of Team Zoot. I am. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I love Team Zoot. I joined, I guess, my first year and it was, you know what? I think it was covid so 2020, I, you know, I found out I got in Team Zoo and then, of course, there were no races. So that kind of sucked. But mm-hmm. um, it's really cool, like community. And I just like that aspect of you go to a race and there's always other Team Zooters there. And, you know, some of them, obviously, but like, you know, don't know all of them. And you're out on the course and you're on the same kid and like people are cheering you on. And it's just so, like nice little boost of encouragement you know, just here, go team zoo. <laughs> but also I know them personally. Um, they're down in Carlsbad. So not too far away um, from me. And I just, Mark is the marketing guy, Mark Goddard. And he is just an amazing person and it's just a great company. So if somebody asked me on Instagram a couple weeks ago, they're like, I got on, or I got accepted to team zoo. Should I join? And I was like, absolutely, <laughs> please. Yeah, my husband just got accepted this year. Oh, so really? He was it's he exciting. was really pumped that he's like, I get to pick my kit. And he's like yes. going through all the different ones. And I always see that same yellow, orangey one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like it stands yeah. out it does. at every it's race. But there are always multiple people. Are there other ones around though? Like, Or is that like the entry level team suit kit? <laughs> So they do a different one each year. So the orangey one was like this year. Oh, so okay. last year's was like a what was it? It was like a blue and a lime green. Oh, okay. I really like I've never like not liked them. They're so like I love bright color, so <laughs> big fan. Well, that actually leads into my next question is all of your really fun cycling kits. How many do you have? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I should count. Probably I would say upwards of like 20. Really? 30. It's, yeah, it's bad. I've got, when I moved, I moved like a month or two ago. I got rid of a lot of just like old ones. I like gave them to other cyclists, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. I was going to say, and you're always posting pictures of them and they are the most bright colors, which I guess is good because you need that to be safe on, yeah, of course. But then, you know, being a woman triathlete here, we need to have the fashion too. Exactly. <laughs> and then you always have fun high socks. Oh, yeah. Socks, very important to me. Um, I think that every kit you wear should have matching socks. So I really like Sock Guy and Ridge Supply. Those are my two favorite brands. Um, but I just, you know, I, a lot of triathletes don't wear socks. And I think I need to break the stigma of <laughs> I, I can't. I love I have to wear socks. I can't. I don't want to get a blister. I just think right. they, they look good. I'm willing to spend a little more time in T1 to put the socks on. It's not always tall socks, but I think okay. at least when I cycle, though, I'm always in tall socks. You know, I can't be wearing ankle sac- socks on the bike. I feel like at some point on your stories, there was an argument about the high socks versus yeah. the low socks. Whatever happened yeah, with that? that. <laughs> you know, I, people, I think I, I posted a reel about it, too. It was like. Was that what it was? 
it, it was kind of, it, it was, it was a joke, right? I post a lot of jokes that people sometimes don't know that I'm joking, but it was like, he's a 10, but he wears ankle socks on the bike. And then everyone's like, well, like you're a triathlete, you should wear ankle socks. Why are you wearing socks at all? And I'm like, I just like them. I don't know. And then like, you know, you get weird tan lines, but I'm, it's worth the risk of tan lines. I think. I mean, you gotta look good. You know, exactly. I think tall socks look more pro. I really feel like I need to get tall socks now and be a little different. And all right, I'm going to have to look that up because that was my next question is where do (laughs) I I get these socks? Because. Oh, yeah. So then do you run in the same socks or do you change socks in T2? Or does it Uh, depend? I kind of do both. Yeah, it depends. If I'm doing like a brick workout, I'll just keep the same socks on. I always ride with the tall socks, but then running. I also really like for running, um, you know, features Mm -hmm. like F-E-E-T. Those are ankle socks, but they're they're good. I have a lucky pair of running socks too. They're Lululemon. I've had them for like <laughs> six years and they still don't have any holes in them. Wow. So I wear those for all my like running races. <laughs> but not the, any awesome. of your try, try races or does that just yeah. depend? Um, it just depends. I actually don't think I've ever worn them for a try race. That's a good question. Huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm really picky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we like what we like. I feel like we are all very exactly. routine Type people that if you don't mess Mm -hmm. with anything, if it works, you keep going with it. (laughs) So speaking of your cycling, I saw on Instagram too that you are in a cycling group. Yeah, I'm on a couple groups. Um, So I'm on a race team. So I also race bikes, not as much, um, obviously, as triathlons, but I think racing bikes is really fun. So I've done some crits and some road races and then separately from like the cycle, like the cycling team, I also just have like a little posse that I ride with of <laughs> cyclists. So I feel like I need to really find something like that because I truly hate the bike. It is my least favorite. So when I started triath, like when I, yeah, when I started triath on the first like two or three years, I hated the bike because I was riding alone and I was back when I was in Cincinnati, I would just go on the bike trail. Yeah. Because obviously it was safer, but I would just, you know, I'd be like, I'm so bored. This is boring. And then I started riding with groups. Um, back in Cincinnati, like right before I moved here, I was like, oh, like it's such a game changer. And then when I moved here, I found a group and it's like my social hour because, you know, I work from home. So you need people. <laughs> so I don't see anyone. It's like, yeah. So I like nice to see friends. And then the people I ride with are really, really fast. So. So then they're pushing you at the same time. Exactly. You're like, I can't get dropped or I will get lost. Like I have to stay on this group. And that honestly, I think made me a lot faster on the bike too. Well, that's good to know. I feel like I am going to need to try that. And it's like you said, I just, I do the same loop that I know there aren't that many cars or I go on the bike trail Yeah, and it's so boring. And I see all these people who love to ride the bike and I just cannot get into it. And it's the groups. I promise. Okay. And I know I just don't want to do it by myself. Like I I know, I know that's the thing when I'm by myself, I still ride by by myself sometimes, but yeah, like I don't want to, I also feel safer in a group yeah. like, on the roads. I don't really like riding by myself on the roads, but yeah, I think when you're with a group, you can like try new routes. And, That's true. Yeah. Was it yeah. hard the first few times like to keep up and yeah. to like learn the lingo uh, of, I don't know. I feel like mm. I wouldn't know what to call out and the etiquette yeah, of, a gr- <laughs> of a group. Right. It's definitely. So when I, the group I started with in Cincinnati, it was very like, all levels, which was really nice. So there'd be like a, you know, an A group, B group, C group. And so, and they were very like welcoming. So I feel like it, cause like cyclists can be a little bit, there's some snobbery going on. Uh, yeah. I mean? They're generally very nice, but like, there's definitely like a little, they're a little snooty. So, 
Um, yeah, I feel like if you can find a group where there are just like more welcoming and you're, I mean, being a girl is helpful too. I feel like they're just like very welcoming and, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, find a group with like maybe some like ABC level okay. kind of people and, you know, kind of learn the lingo from there and then. But yeah, when I moved out here, it was really hard because I knew I wanted to find a group mm-hmm. and it was like, how do I even go about this? So I actually went on Facebook and just like was just Googling cycling groups or like um, Meetup is another really good option. And then it took me a couple of tries to find a group that like worked for me and was in like the right area. And because, you know, L.A. Right. There's too much traffic for me to go other places. So that's, okay. my, that's my advice. All right. That is good to know. I am making notes as we're writing, as we're talking. So that way I don't forget what we talked about. Because <laughs> it's, of course, it's so, I feel like whenever you have somebody to train with in general, it helps you. Yeah. Let alone oh gosh, when you that's... find somebody with your, in your weak spot and yes, be able to push you that way. Absolutely. I mean, I used to run by myself all the time. I don't know why I I don't know what that was, but, and I feel like that's a, most of my friends are cyclists so none of them are running, but then I found more triathlon friends and even running with other people. It's like, Oh my God, the miles just fly by. It makes it so much better. (laughs) Exactly. I just finished marathon training and the fleet feet by us, um, the running store, Oh yeah, they Mm -hmm. put together a, a 10 or 20 mile run. That was all group, depending on if you were going to do that Columbus half or the Columbus full marathon, you could pick one or, oh, you know, whatever cool. marathon that was close to right. those times. Cause I know a lot of people were doing Chicago. That was right around the same weekend. And right. I did the 20 with them. And the first like 15 miles went by so fast. And I was like, I've never even yeah. run this far. And I was like, it's amazing. It, it was so awesome. And I, Never thought about doing it for the bike, though, until I saw your post about it. and was like, oh, I bet there are biker groups, too, like not just running groups. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know why I never thought about it. And (laughs) did you have anything like that for swimming, too, or just? Uh, You know what? Actually, yeah, I'm I'm actually part of, kind of, part of a master's swim team. So, okay, so you can pay, like, a full membership but then the coach likes me. So he lets me do like a one at a time or I can't remember. Maybe it was COVID. I don't know. I only pay per session though. So just pay when I go and then I go like once a week, but I don't know. It's hard with swimming. You know, it's hard to talk to people, but we do have a, a lane. There's like four of us who are there on the same day. And so we've got a little posse, but none of them are triathletes either. I'm like, why are you even swimming if you're not a triathlete? That is so uh, interesting. <laughs> So you have a running posse, a swimming posse, and a biking posse, but none of them are the same. (laughs) None of them intermingle. Actually, there's like one guy that crosses over in between my cycling world and my triathlon world, but that's it. Wow. (laughs) So weird. There are people that do just one sport? Like, I know. The swimming one is interesting to me because like, no offense to swimming. I did it my whole life, right? I would never, if I weren't doing triathlons, I would never just go swim. No. It's just... It's cold and wet. And it takes so much time. It does. You have to drive to the pool and change into your suit and then mm-hmm. get in the pool. and war- It takes mm-hmm. forever to warm up. Then you do your workout. And then you have to change. Yep. Deal with all the wet clothes yep. and the towel and the, the laundry that comes all with it. That Exactly. And then you're itchy the rest of the day and yes. smell like a pool. Yes. Ugh. It is not my favorite of. <laughs> <laughs> right. No offense. No of offense. the training, I guess I would say. I don't, right, right, it's right. always just no hate, no hate. Right. I mean, 
I feel like everybody's got their one that they yeah. that they don't love, but yeah. So my next question, we've talked about your Instagram here a little bit, but yeah, I didn't mention that you are the at LA underscore triathlete. So you are mm-hmm. quote the influencer. I took that from your bio. Oh yeah. <laughs> professional influencer. Yeah. Professional influencer, whatever it says on there. <laughs> right. How did that come about? Actually, it's not that exciting, but I, so I started the account when I, I think when I started doing triathlon. So like back in 2016, I remember like texting some of my friends and I was like, if I start this, I had like a personal Instagram, but I was like, if I start this triathlon slash fitness account, will you follow it? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then I like never really posted consistently. And then it was kind of just like lame. You know, I, like I really never posted. I was like, ah, I'm probably just going to delete this account. And then I moved. I don't even remember when I started posting more. I think it was when I moved out to LA. Um, you know, I was just getting more pictures on the bike. Yeah. It's like there's beautiful. I was riding more, you know, with other people. There's mountains and stuff like that. And then I started getting more followers. I think partly just because I moved to a new city. Yeah, it just started picking up. And then last year, honestly, I think it was like around this time I made my first reel. Wait, <laughs> you've only been doing it, it for a year? Yeah. And like, <laughs> I recommend if you're trying to grow your Instagram account, it's wild. Like, because before I think I had like, I don't know, like 2000, 3000. And then as soon as I started making reels, it's like, it's like exponential. I don't, it's crazy. I don't even like post pictures anymore. But I remember I posted the first reel, just kind of like, it wasn't even, you know, it was just whatever. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then <laughs> now I'm like obsessed with it. So just like another thing I have to add to my like to-do list during the day is like find time to make a reel. Let's make a reel. <laughs> but I do love it. It's fun. <laughs> I recently made a fitness training Instagram too. <laughs> and partly because of when I've been talking to Mike and I liked talking triathlon and like getting it out there yeah. and just the whole journaling aspect of it. And then from watching your reels, I started, I've made three reels, three. See, there you go. That's where it starts. And then it snowballs. It does. But I couldn't figure out the Instagram one. So I made them on TikTok because it was easier to figure out their interface. Right. And then I posted it. That's true. But, you know, yeah. They take a lot of time. They They do. I know. (laughs) Trust me. I, I think... Yeah. Editing is it, the whole thing. Cause like sometimes I just have no ideas, you know, and then I have to be scrolling through like to find audio I think is good. And then sometimes I can't find anything. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so much pressure. I'm like, I got to post something every day, which is dumb. I don't have to, but, um, but yeah, Instagram, I think it's fun now too. Cause a lot of my followers are like triathletes and cyclists and a lot of new people who are new to the sport, um, who have questions that they think are stupid. And I'm like, nothing is stupid because literally every single person exactly who started this sport had the same questions and had like, I didn't have anyone to ask. So it's like, I want people to feel welcome in the sport, feel comfortable coming to me with, you know, any question they may have, you know, I get questions about, uh, what was one that some girl asked me, Oh, like, do you wear a sports bra under your kit? Or like, what do you wear? like, right. You know, during a triathlon, I'm like, that is literally the biggest question I had when I started. I was like, do you wear a sports bra? I don't know. You know, so I don't. there are so many. And I feel like, especially for women, every other triathlete that I know is a male. And I'm right. like, you can't That's answer true. some of these questions for me. Yes. Like, it's, it's so true. Oh, my gosh. And then like the amount of people who 
like I have a friend, a really good friend who um, she's just did her first triathlon. I forget, like in the summer, um, pretty recently. And she didn't know about <laughs> chamois butter, you know, for yes. recycling bibs. So she was having some serious issues. And I was like, oh, they sell this product. And she's like, what? what do you and mean? then like, there are other girls on like in my Instagram who were asking, you know, like I'm having problems with like <laughs> chafing. And I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> Shame Maybe I butter. should just make a reel about this and share it with I the world. Should, right? Shammy butter reel. But yeah, it's just like these little things and people, you know, they might feel awkward asking anyone or like asking a guy or, you know, whatever. But it's like, I'm here. Ask me whatever you need. I literally don't judge anyone. Because no. so. we've all been there and we've all experienced exactly. something that we're like, oh, is this normal? Like, right. not only in the triathlon world, but in women in general. In general. We just, right, exactly. It, it It's amazing to me. And I remember my first triathlon, I only had my husband to talk to. And I had no idea what to do. Right. And, or like ordering a wetsuit. What in the world's eyes do you yes. get? And he was <laughs> like, I don't know. I just ordered one and it fit. And I was like, but have right. you looked at the measurements? Women's clothes don't match yep. those measurements. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's a big one. Ordering wetsuits, it's so hard. Or like uh, transition. That's another question I get. People always have questions about transition. Like, ask away. Yeah. It's, like, please. <laughs> yeah, <all> these questions. <laughs> yes. That. So, what are some of those great tips that you can share with our listeners? Oh yeah. So, just like in general or tra- tra- transition related. Whatever you want to share. Okay, I'll, I'll share it. So really good tip is practice your nutrition before race day. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Um, And that's something, you know, I've been doing triathlons for a while now, and that's something I'm still trying to master. Like, and I kind of died when I did Santa Cruz 70.3 a couple months ago. You know, I thought I nailed my nutrition and then I got home and all my, I was like cleaning my bike and I had my gels shoved in my little thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like the empty gel wrappers and they were still half full. I was like, I didn't even finish my gels, you know? But anyway, just like practicing your nutrition, getting it nailed down. Um, so that's one really big tip. And then another just nutrition related tip is always have extra tri- uh, nutrition in tra- nutrition in transition. Um, I don't know. You just never know what you're going to need or what you're going to drop. And then, um, oh, do brick workouts. That's another really big one. Mm-hmm. Before my first triathlon, I don't think I did a single brick workout. And I remember getting on on the run. And being like the jello legs. Oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> yes. I was like, what is going on? I like couldn't feel my legs. Um, so that's a really big tip. Extra goggles, because you never know if your goggles or someone else's goggles are gonna break. Right. And then you can start. be the hero for that other person. Exactly. Exactly. Good Samaritan. Yes. And then Do you have any for women in general? I feel like what we were just talking about, but we don't always have a place to go to. Right. Where did you learn? Did you just learn through trial and error? Or did you find like a website or a try group that you could? <laughs> I honestly think it was like trial and error. Yeah. I think it was just, you know, doing enough triathlons and kind of figuring it out. Cause I, yeah, I don't really think I never really had a group, like a triathlon group or club, or honestly, did I even have triathlon friends? I don't think that I really did. So it was kind of until like recently, you know, yeah, got here, but um, yeah, I love trial and error, but again, that's, you know, what the Instagram page is for, but I do love that. I recently joined a tri group that was supposed to be just for women, but there are some guys in it. A lot of the hubbies of 
the, the girls yeah. that are in it. And it's just kind of exploded um, that there are multiple men in it too, but it's tribal chicks. So it is on Facebook if you would oh, like to awesome. join them. And it is kind of where I first started finding a lot of information for just women. Like <laughs> the one um, at some point in the winter when I was swimming, I felt like I was getting such a headache because I had to pull my hair up and I couldn't get the swim cap on. And then they told me that there is an extra big swim cap. So that way you can wear a bun and then be able to fit oh. the swim cap over the bun. Wait, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that was there's my <laughs> one big awesome. tip. <laughs> That's a really good tip. I think, gosh, I don't even, my big tip, I guess with the sports bra thing is like, so some, again, this is just for people who, you know, are just buying kits. They do make kits with built-in sports bras. They do? Or you can buy a triathlon sports bra. Or like my, you know, my zoo kid doesn't have a bra, so I buy a bra separately. I highly recommend, this is just me, I like having a separate bra. I don't like the built-in bra. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's not very supportive. I don't know. That's my biggest, like, piece of advice. But, you know, everyone's different, so. Where do you get a triathlon sports bra? Zoo. Zoo makes them. Okay. Yeah. So it's, like, I actually have one from Lululemon, which isn't even, I don't even think it's, like, triathlon specific, but it's almost like a like almost like a bathing suit kind of material, like quick dry. And it's amazing. Like doesn't chafe at all. Um, And then I wear, I guess the only time it chafes is like when I wear my heart monitor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, but then body glide, just slather that on, you know, everywhere, everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here. I saw on your Instagram are you an elite triathlete or a pro triathlete? Or is there a difference? Um, I guess that's kind of a silly the same question. thing. They're the same thing? Okay. No, it's not silly at all. It's it's kind of, honestly, the whole system is very confusing. <laughs> so yeah, I guess elite or pro, interchangeable, but yeah. How does that feel? Oh, it feels good. So <laughs> it feels like really weird. I don't know. So I got, funny story. When I got my pro card, it was... Um, there's a million different ways you can get it. And it's all very confusing. I think like their Ironman has a point system. I actually got it because I did the LA triathlon in May and it was Olympic distance and it had an elite wave and it had a prize purse of over (laughs) $25,000 and I got top three overall for women. So it's like very weird and specific criteria. And I didn't even know I qualified, but the girl who won my friend, Brittany, she's like, Hey, are you going to get your pro card? And I was like, what? We talking about she's like oh you qualified and I was like ah I don't know so anyway um but yeah I took the card I was like you know my whole goal in life was to be a pro triathlete I don't know if I can measure up because those girls are so fast but I'm like I mean you, you can have it for three years and if you don't want to keep it you can go back to be you know an age group triathlete but it, I mean it feels kind of cool to say it I guess uh, but yeah it's intimidating it's so intimidating <laughs> it's pretty cool but it's yeah like my first so santa cruz i did have that was kind of like my first big race with the pro card and i think i told myself it wasn't a big deal i was like oh it's just like any other race but you know you have to go to the there's like a pre-race meeting and you're with like like miranda carfrey is like sitting next to you and you're like uh okay and you know it kind of builds up and then i think i just put a lot of pressure on myself so like besides the nutrition i think i also just put way too much pressure on myself and did not perform my best, but hey, anyway, it's okay. Yeah. You're still human, it's even okay. if you're pro. You're exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I'm. You know, I've got Indian Wells in like a month, 
And, you know, I got that out of my system. So now I feel like I'm ready to hopefully compete. Nice. So with, with the pro card, do you get the lower bib numbers then, like the first ones? And so you get the better spot in transition and... Yeah, the perks. So that's the other thing. It's like the perks are really, really good. So that's another reason I was like, I really should should take this. Um, so you get the low bib numbers. And I remember my first technical race as a pro was this um, uh, Olympic distance in San Diego. And my bib number was two. And I was like, oh, my Whoa. gosh, like that's right. I was like two. <laughs> and then it turned out there were only two pros, one man and one woman. So I competed against no one. And I got first because it was just me. Um but that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, you get like the rack, like at Santa Cruz, we were right near, um, like right near this, I think it was the bike exit, maybe it was like right there near, I can't even remember which one, but, um, that was really cool. And then, uh, at the end of the race, you know, I had a bad race. I was just like, I was dying. And I went back to get my bike from transition and they weren't really letting people in yet because some people were still coming into T2. And so there was a huge line like lining the perimeter because it was in like a football field. And so I was like, Oh my God, this line's going to take forever. They were only letting like three people in at a time. And I walked up to this guy and I was like, I really hate to ask this, but do pro triathletes get to cut the line? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he just like, let me in. And I was like, okay, this is worth like all the pressure I put on myself, like everything coming in last it's worth it just so I can cut the line. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a cool part of it. Hey, you got to take the perks where you can get them. Exactly. Exactly. So I would be waiting in line. So (laughs) I I was like, I was going to just go to the back of the line. And I was like, I mean, I should just ask. I guess. I mean, there's only so many of you now that that should be a perk. That's true. There were only like, I mean, 15 girls. It was such a small field. But um, yeah, I mean, and then the other perks, there's just the Ironman race entry fees are a little bit cheaper. Oh, that's nice. Stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's really nice because I don't have a lot of money. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this, we didn't right. pick the cheapest so sport here either. Like, right, right. I know. My God, yeah, not, so expensive. Not, not our best financial dis- right. decision there. Yeah. No, yeah, especially like right out of college. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My husband told me to ask you this question: Do you have any pros yes. that you idolize? Since you're a pro yourself. Is that a weird yes, thing? No, not at all. Oh my gosh. I'm the biggest fangirl of Lucy Charles. <laughs> oh my God. I love her so much. She's <laughs> like, she's got her YouTube channel. I'm like subscribed. I'm like always, I just love her. She's so cool. And she's only, I think we're almost exactly the same age. I think she's like a month younger than me, but oh, I just wow, think really? she's so cool. Yeah. And like, I've been following her since, I don't remember when she got like really big, maybe uh, 2017 maybe is when she got fast. But I remember looking at her results and like, she started out her first year. She like was just kind of like, like fast, but not, you know, regular. And then she just, I don't even know. She got so fast and it's like, she's crazy. Yeah. Took off. And then last year or the year before she um, swam in the Olympic trials, like swam swimming, like not even trapped. Like it's just crazy. So, um, but I think she's really cool. So I definitely idolize her. Oh, of course. I mean, She's the elite of the elite over here. Like absolutely. Ugh. Especially coming back from injury this year and then still racing Kona so well. And yeah, I yeah. can't even imagine. I think she'll after, you know, after her injury and she still came in second, I think next year she, I think she, I think she'll win. 
she's, you know, I know she keeps coming in second, but it's going to be her year eventually. Hey, hopefully. I mean, she's been really fun to watch, so it would be great to see to see her get that win finally. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) What is your next race? Yeah. So my next race is Indian Wells 70.3, which Mm -hmm. is December 4th. Okay. You know, that whatever that weekend is. Um, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. I've never done it before. I've heard that that swim is absolutely freezing. So oh, really? I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, everyone, it's it's surprising because um, it's in the desert that you wouldn't think it would be. Everyone says it's like the coldest swim. So. Okay. So where is yeah. that? Uh, Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Basically. Yeah. So really close, like hour, two, hour and a half, two hours away, um, which is really nice, you know. I don't really like traveling super far for races. It kind of stresses me out. So yeah. Well, it's, trying to keep right. your bike places and yes, flying with your bike is very hard. <laughs> definitely. So do you have any for next year yet? Um, so with the pro races, they release the apparently you can only do certain ones. Like okay. if there's like a pro wave, so um, they don't release that. I think it's like most of them and they release that, I guess in December. So my Oceanside will definitely be one. Um, they always do. That'll, be my like it's my favorite so um hoping to do that one and then they just released a new one Morro Bay California so that's just like three hours due north on the coast I don't know if that'll be a pro race I'm fingers crossed it's a month after Oceanside so and then Poss I'd like to do Steelhead again traveling for races is hard Mm -hmm. um and then Santa I wonder Santa Cruz I'm like I don't know I had such a bad race I'm like ugh, but I think I can redeem myself and I have family up there so it's kind of nice. And then I'm definitely want to do a full. I am between Arizona again. And also I've heard Wisconsin is, is really nice. I have heard um, some good, heard things. Really good things. Yeah. Like one of my best friends lives in Madison. Uh, I just love Wisconsin. Such a cool, like it's such an underrated state and also the cheese curds. Uh, yes. The number of cheese curds I will eat after that race. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, it, there's kind of, you know, downsides and perks to both like Arizona's later in the year, which is kind of tough, um, but it's closer. I can drive there, but then Wisconsin, it could be really humid. Arizona won't be humid. So it's That's like, true. Oh. and then I have to travel. So, but my family's in Cincinnati so they could drive. So yeah, a lot we'll of see. pros and cons to each there. Yeah. I have to kind of weigh them, but it's like also, you know, I already did Arizona. So it's like, kind of, do you, you want to do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. Exactly. I could see that kind of going back and forth and figuring out what you want to do and then the calendar and then the travel that goes all into it. It's, it's a lot. You got to look at like, you know, when your other races are. So I have to like kind of map out which 70.3s I am for sure doing. Like is Santa Cruz too close to Wisconsin? Right. Got to to figure that out. It can be, it can be a lot of work. (laughs) Our calendars are not social. They're just races. It's very true. Honestly. (laughs) It, fills up so fast it does it's crazy and because then you have to make sure you have the right number of workouts in there but not too hard and then you still need a little bit of a taper for a couple of them and just to make sure that you go into a race fresh then you have to recover from said race that yep yep so just that you need (laughs) like four is like (laughs) right you have a coach I do I just hired one when I got my pro card I was like oh I, I can't keep running this, like I need to run faster than I'm running. So I was like a higher coach. Cause I was just riding my bike too much, but you know, that's the nice thing. 
you know, there's some sore spots and, you know, it's like learning curve to mm-hmm. having a coach, but um, it is really nice though, to have someone who just figures all that stuff out for you. That would be really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. It's, uh, it's hard though. Cause he's very, um, he's polarized training is what he is like his philosophy, which is great. But then that means uh, a lot less group rides on my bike. Oh, it's like, what is polarized training? It's like zone two and then doing like, you know, kind of like harder things like sprinkled in. So, and I get it. I totally get like why he's doing it. I know it works. Um, But yeah, so it means like a lot of, you know, on Saturday, it's like, oh, a three hour zone two ride instead of the really intense group ride. I usually do on Saturday mornings Uh, where I'm dead for the rest of the day and then dead on Sunday, but I do miss it. Oh, I can see the the philosophy of that training being. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But he's nice and he lets me, I'll sometimes I'll beg and he'll be like, okay, you can like do this group ride this week. (laughs) Hey, it's your lifeline. You need that. Exactly. I'm like, it's my social life. So it kind of works out. (laughs) Good. Good. Can you do races that don't have the pro wave or can you only? I'm very confused about that still. a great question so this year i was already signed up i signed up early you know so i was already signed up and had my whole race schedule and when i got my pro card uh you don't have to take it right away you can wait but i i took it right away and it was like you know some of the races i had to eat i emailed the race director and i was like i don't know the rules can i still race so i think technically you can but you can't podium maybe i don't know but i think if you're a pro you just have to like email the race director and see what they say okay but uh, that'll be interesting next year. Uh, that might mean less races because, you know, I don't know how many t- I'm going to sign up for, like, that don't have a pro wave. So, right. but it's kind of sad because I love all those little, like, there's so many fun races out here. Like the Long Beach Sprint, there's races like every weekend. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and that's so much fun about being a triathlete is the local community races that. Yeah, that's so fun. How you meet the people in your area that are doing the same thing as you, where when you go to an Ironman, there are people from all over that you will probably never see again. Exactly. It's, it's such a cool community. Everyone's so nice. Um, And like, it is true. Your local community. It's like, you know, I did my first uh, triathlon 2020 in LA. Well, I did super frog before COVID, but that was at the half Ironman. But then I remember my first triathlon back after COVID, it was just this little like Olympic distance, kind of like local small thing. And I remember meeting some of these girls and I was like, man, they're so nice, but I'm like, I'll never see them again. And then I've seen them at every race since, you know, it's like, they're just so fun. And it's like, you get to know like their discipline, like what they're good at, where you're going to see them on the course, you know, it's like, okay, I'll get you on the bike, but you're going to fly past me on the run. <laughs> um, so, but it's, yeah, it's a really cool community. And I think it's just like, a fun, I like, it's just a fun sport. Love it. It really is. It makes me happy. <laughs> it is. So I have seen that you have two bikes. What kind of bikes I do. do you have? I'm looking at them right now. So I have a specialized Shiv is my TT bike. I got that one in 2020 at the beginning. Before COVID, um, I did not have a, right. Uh, I did not have a TT bike. Uh, I did triathlon on my road bike with like aero bars clipped on for years because it's just, they're so expensive. Um, so I bought the Shiv new, but it's kind of on the cheaper end. I got like a cheaper, um, like setup, but then I've kind of been upgrading it. So better wheels. I got the tri-rig set up on the aero bars. Um, I think that's kind of the way to do it. 
because in my opinion, I can't just blow $10,000 on a bike at once. Right. Um, and then my uh, road bike is a stork, which is a German bike. Um, and I love it so much. And it's just so pretty. But he, I got him after, I think after I got the shiv. So later in 2020, I had like a really heavy, like old road bike that I'd been riding for years. And then I switched to the carbon road bike and I was like, oh, it's like a whole different world. <laughs> but I love my bike so much. <laughs> you called it a him. Does he have a name? They do. So the stork is Steve the stork. And then the shiv is Sheldon the shiv. <laughs> and they're both boys. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is really fun. My bike doesn't have a name. He's just. What kind of bike do you have? I have a Liv Avail. Okay. Liv? Let's think about this. Livy? That's too, like, easy, though. I know. Livy the Liv. Liza. Lizzie. We'll think of something. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing, so he. They just, it just sits down Oh, there. right. You don't have the personal attachment, right? Not right. yet. That makes sense. Maybe eventually. <laughs> Not yet. You Maybe you if will. I gave it a name, it would be more. Ooh, that helps. I don't know. I think it's like more personal. Yeah. Right. You like personify it. Give it a personality. Yeah. And I like that yours are decoration in your house too. They are. Aren't <laughs> they pretty? I don't know if my boyfriend likes those. He's like, art, you know, he's an architect. So he's like very designy and. But our apartment's so small, there's literally nowhere else we could have put the bikes. And I, like, you know, I can look at them all day. Um, and people ask me about the bike mounts a lot. They're from Amazon, and they were $50. And oh, the Playhouse, I think, is the brand. So highly recommend just make sure you mount them into a stud. Because they will rip right out of the wall if they're not a stud. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our last question of our podcast here as we're wrapping up is do you have any last words of wisdom or things you would like to share with our listeners? I know you've shared so many awesome tips and tricks along the way, but just kind of some final last thoughts. Yeah. So I think words of wisdom is just honestly, (laughs) this may be cheesy, but just have fun. You know, it's like, sometimes I feel like, like we can put so much pressure on ourselves and like, I do this too. And then it's like, at the end of the day, it is just, it's like, a hobby and it's just a great way to, to set goals and, you know, don't get me wrong. It can be very important in your life, but it's just like, even if you're having a bad race, just remember to smile and like you're out there. Don't take it for granted. There's a lot of people who can't. And you know, if you, you're doing something that like mm-hmm. 99.5, maybe even more than that, I don't know, per population uh, doesn't do or can't do. So it just, you know, remember that you're, when you're out there having a really hard run, Sometimes I have to remember this too. And you don't want to be there. And you're like, it's hot and I'm sweating and this sucks. And just remember, I'm lucky that I can do this. I love that. I guess that's my words of wisdom. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Okay. Well, good. thank you so much. It was really great talking to you. And I am excited to continue to follow you on Instagram and at your next race here soon in December. Yeah, it was really, this was so fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everydayironmanpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow on Instagram at everydayironmanpodcast. Until next time, keep moving forward.